This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you would live like Jesus and share his love. I don't know about you, but I've been pretty discouraged to see how the body of Christ has responded to some of the political and even racial turmoil that we've seen here in our country. Today, Pastor Ryan Bibb and Josh Harriman talk more about a single message that Pastor Ryan shared called Aroma. In this message, Pastor Ryan exhorted the body of Christ to smell like Jesus. Here's Pastor Josh and Pastor Ryan with more. Well, good morning and welcome to episode 30 of Radiant Reflections, podcast of Radiant Life Church. My name is Josh Harriman. I am joined once again by my co-host, Pastor Ryan Bibb. Good morning, Pastor Ryan Bibb. Oh, sorry, taking a drink. Good morning. How's it going? Good. Now that you're like choking down some water there. there yeah, I was eating candy right before we went there live. So Breakfast of champions. That's right. We're actually, we're a little bit later in the week. Uh, this was Labor Day weekend uh, that we just came off of. So uh, we're recording this on a Tuesday instead of a Monday. So I'll try to catch my references that I don't say yesterday when it wasn't actually yesterday. It would have been two days ago. Two days ago. When we referenced the message. But uh, we did here at Radiant Life a message called Aroma. This was just kind of, we call it a standalone. Just for those that are listening, what is a, what is a standalone message what, in contrast to what we normally do? Uh, so normally we do teaching series, so we're in a series together. But a standalone is like, you know, kind of just... It stands alone. It's all by itself. It's when it's not part of a series or anything like that. It's a one and done type of message. There you go. So that's not very complicated. Cool. No. But that's, so that's this, probably the easiest question you'll ask me this entire episode. I don't know. This next one's. I think it's pretty straightforward. But you you had this teaching and you called it aroma. But what yes. is your and you talked a little bit about some of the things you like to smell. But what is your favorite smell? Jeez. And then by contrast, what is your least favorite smell? I think actually that's tough. Uh, have so many. What is your favorite smell? <laughs> I actually I love the, the smell of like sawdust. Anything uh, anything woodsy. Yeah. Like I use uh, I switch I use this soap by the company is Doctor Squatch, and they do like all these woodsy scents like huh. pine tar and cedar and mm. like I love the smell of wood. Interesting. So, what's your least favorite smell? My least favorite smell. Now this might be like. Like, I don't want to, like, gross people out. But, like, for those that don't know, I used to work in healthcare, And uh, there's, there's something called C. diff. This is, uh, sometimes you get, people get this in the hospital. Uh, that is the result of C. diff is probably my least favorite smell in the world. Mm. There are very few smells that I've ever, like, like, you smell it and you're like, I think I'm going to vomit. Huh. Uh, that is one smell I remember very clearly in my mind. I walked into a room and it was like, oh my goodness, I think I'm going to lose my lunch. (laughs) I don't know if I have like one favorite. I have lots of smells because I said it, like I said in the message, I love a strong smell. So I don't know. Just pick, just pick like out of your top three. three. I'm going to go because I like sugar. Maybe like the baking of cookies. You like sugar as you're sitting here eating candy for breakfast. That's, That's right. Good. <laughs> yeah, probably the smell of cookies or a pie baking in the oven is, <laughs> that just smells good. Now you're going to make yourself hungry. 
I'm already am hungry. That's the problem. Uh, eat like an eat a yeah. nice warm apple pie with like a scoop of vanilla ice cream. Now I'm making myself hungry. All right, we got to change. <laughs> oh, I got to do my least favorite smell. <laughs> least my favorite least favorite smell. smell is probably. I mean, again, not to. I, man, I don't. I don't like the smell of poo. Like animal poo. I think that's gross. Huh. It's. I, I don't like it. I don't know if it's my absolute least, but it's definitely a smell that I don't care for. Okay. Yep, there it is. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. We've got like a theme going on here on the, <laughs> on the least favorites. Uh, so in scripture, right? Oh, you here, know what? Here's another oh, one. He's got, he's, I just thought of one because I, 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 I hate peas. I think the smell of cooked peas is horrible. Like, like, like sweet peas? Peas, just Peas, that little green round ball is gross. I can't stand when it's on the stove or anything. I can't stand the smell of peas. I honestly don't know that I've ever noticed like a distinct odor, except so. They taste bad and they smell bad. Oh, they're delicious. Cold on a salad. Oh, that's so good. See, like a seven layer salad, I can actually eat a pea because I barely taste it. But, okay, moving on. But my, my my dad used to make gray peas. And those, those smelled nasty. And I think it was like he made them one time when my mom was pregnant and she got sick. Like the smell <laughs> Gray made peas? I didn't even know there was such a thing. Yeah, they were, you eat them with syrup. I, uh, I don't know. It's, interesting. Yeah, it's different. Um, I, I didn't care for them. My dad liked them. Um, huh. But yeah, I think they, they don't smell very good. So in scripture, right, bringing it back, working towards the message, we sometimes see, like if you read through the book of Leviticus and they're talking about the different sacrifices, and you'll see this phrase, this is a pleasing aroma mm-hmm. to the Lord. Okay, does God actually smell things? Perhaps. Or does, or like, biblically, when they, when they use this, this term aroma or, you know, different things like that, what does that imagery represent? Yeah, it's, it's like acceptance. It's like... I mean, we use the adjective in front of aroma. It's the pleasing, like, acceptance. It's like the gift that I accept. It's, it's good type thing. You see it all throughout, uh, even in the New Testament, but you see it in the Older Testament as well. Um, like, Exodus chapter 29 is full of that. It's, um, you know, Moses just led the Israelites out of, um, out of Egypt. They get into the wilderness, and God is giving them instructions on Mount Horeb of, hey, here's how to operate now. You guys are in Egypt for 400 years. Now I've taken you out. Now you got to look like me, and here's one way that I'm going to dwell with you, right? It's the tabernacle. So Exodus chapter 29 is all about the furnishings of what to build um, inside the tabernacle where God will dwell amongst the people when they're in their wild, in the wilderness on their way to the land of Canaan that God has promised it. Excuse me, God has promised Abraham. And so in it, you get all this idea of the idea of the Israelites and what's happening there is that God is setting them apart. There's a holy consecration happening that you guys have to live holy lives. Again, he's trying to get 400 years of Egyptian um, Egyptian practices out of them. That's all they've known for generations after generations. So he's trying to strip Egypt out of them and put insert himself in and say, hey, be holy. And one of the ways is, is through these sacrifices, giving yourself, but everything you do, that's a pleasing aroma to God. It's that, it's that, it's that gift. It's the acceptance. That's what the idea of the pleasing aroma is, is you are representing me well, you have sacrificed well, and, and I'm happy. 
it's good, right? It's just like if we smell natural aromas, we go like, I like that smell. This morning I lit my candle. Uh, I made fun of toxic candles versus oil <laughs> diffusers uh, two days ago. But I lit my candle and it was uh, like a, some pumpkin spice candle this morning. And I was like, smelling it. I'm like, man, this is good. Like I brought a smile on my face. Like I'm ready for fall. And of course it's gloomy out today. And it's like, I feel like fall. Like this is awesome. I love fall type thing. But it's that acceptance. It's that this, this is a good gift type of thing. Okay. So I want to pick on you a little bit because you talked about your pumpkin spice candle, right? Yeah. Like pumpkin spice is super cliche. And you're not a cliche kind of guy. Like, no, I'm, but it I'm smells good. But I'm it smells good. You like that you do that. But I don't. But, I, I. I'll. I would rather smell it than consume it. So, oh, I, so I'm not like, a big fan of like, like, spunk, like pumpkin, pumpkin spice, spice lattes. I'm not a big like fan of that. I don't eat pumpkin spice M and M's. I don't eat much pumpkin flavored stuff. It's okay. not my favorite. But I love the smell. Okay. I'll burn it. I won't eat it. Okay. Yeah. Every once in a while. I mean, I, I honestly, this fall, I'll probably have like one pumpkin spice latte just to, just to say you did. I did it. <laughs> but I don't. However, there is a coffee company out there that does an incredible cold brew and they put pumpkin cream on the top foam. Oh my goodness. Okay, I don't know if it's the same one. No, because we actually we were able to be the taste testers for a local oh i, I know <coughs> it yeah this is another coffee shop that's okay. why i'm just trying not to say the name of okay. the coffee shop so like we don't have any sponsors yet of our podcast <laughs> but right. as soon as we get sponsors we will gladly say your name but our our local our local coffee shop here i think <coughs> choke it on a good old bar our co- local coffee shop man you got something stuck right in there you all right oh yeah i'll be good uh, we were in, and they're like, "Hey, like you need to try this." And it was a it was a cold brew with like a real thick pumpkin cream that was actually quite tasty. Mm-hmm. So if they do that this year, I will actually. And I don't I don't like I don't like pumpkin pie. Oh, I see. I do like pumpkin I like, pie. I, I, I do don't like, like that. the pumpkin stuff, but that was delicious. Oh, so yeah. 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 Anyways, we're getting... But no, but some people are. You hit the aroma of pumpkin spice pumpkin. and every, every, everything's pumpkin spice. We, we little maybe overdo it in the fall with pumpkin spice, but man, I like, the, I like a candle of pumpkin spice. Hmm. Interesting. So in this message, right, or, you know, we kind of pose this, this question, what does your life smell like? What types of things give our lives aroma, whether good or bad? Like, you know, when we, when we talk about like what our life smells like, what contributes to a pleasant aroma versus an unpleasant Well, aroma? I think first and foremost, because for those that are watching and listening that may not know, um, one of the things, uh, a side job that I have, not a side job, a side hobby, whatever it is, is I help coach our middle school football program here in Sturgis for our public schools. And one of the things that we tell the kids, because you know we're trying to instill these young kids to be great young men. Right. Um, I'm a firm believer as far as coaching is that's our concentration first before the athlete is who that child is. And so one of the things that we have to constantly remind kids is that um, the biggest thing is if you (laughs) we say this and the kids have a good time and they get it. um, If you hang out with turds, you're going to become a turd. So the idea of watch who you're hanging out with. Be careful what community you're getting involved with, your group of friends, because you may become like them. Hang out with bad people. They're not looking out for your best interests. They're going to pull you down. 
So hang out with turds, you're going to become a turd type thing. Um, so I think one of the greatest things that we have to check our aroma is check out what we are around our community. Like, I mean, not the community you live in, but the, your community that has surrounded you as far as your friends. Who are your friends? Check that out, uh, first and foremost. I think another thing is check what you're watching and reading, right? If you're constantly reading negative things, especially about politicians, and that's all you're consumed with taking in that information, what kind of aroma do you think you're going to give off? You're going to give that negativity off because that's all you're reading. That's all you're consuming your mind with. So you got to understand what am I taking in? Uh, who am I hanging out with? And that's what I didn't go there with the message yet. I, was, I, I could have, but you know, if you want to be the pleasing aroma, uh, like the Passion Translation says, an unmistakable aroma of the victorious anointed one to God, if you want to be that, you got to be in God's presence every day. Like to me, that's where it starts. You have to. And I know we've joked around it previous podcasts. We beat the horse of quiet times and stuff. I, I just, I can't get off that. I can't. That's where it starts. It starts in the morning. It starts with what you're consumed with in the morning. And, uh, so be careful there. What are you, what are you being consumed with? Because what comes, what goes in you will come out of you. And so be careful who you hang around with, what information are you taking in? Am I even in spending time in God's presence? Those things, those type of things will affect your aroma. And now you could say, I mean, because Paul has, you know, in a few of the letters that he writes to the churches, you know, he has, uh, in a sense, lists of things like, hey, these are things that are not pleasing. I mean, so you could look up, you could look up some of the letters Paul wrote. And, uh, and look through that and be like, oh, wait, is that, is that something in my life? That's probably not a pleasing aroma. Um, yeah, I mean, some of those examples, greed, lust, sexual immorality, pride. I mean, he gives a whole list all throughout his letters of, you know, those are basically things of the flesh, right, versus the spirit. We, don't, we want to crucify things to the flesh, and we want to follow Holy Spirit in our lives. But he, he gives examples of that. And, and, you know, this message really came out of the birth of the whole COVID-19 pandemic that we're in and understanding it was tough, but the toughness and we hit a valley in horrible circumstances brought a lot of ugly out of us. So, so let's talk about that just briefly, you know, because you kind of went after followers of Jesus in this message, I think a lot of times we, we go to church and we like the, the feel-good, pep talk, like rah, rah, rah type of message. Uh, this was not that type of message. Talk a little bit about the process of getting to the point where you felt like you had to bring, you know, maybe a little bit heavier of a word. I think, I think the, the, in a sense, the disclaimer you gave uh, our congregation was that you were going to bring the heat you know, like what, what was your process of, of getting to the point where it's like, you know what? And I'm not saying that the rest of our messages are all like those pep talk feel good, but I think, I think people like those and it's uncomfortable sometimes to hear a, a hard word. Uh, but you, you brought that, like talk, talk a little bit about how you got to that point. Um, disappointment. Seeing the way many followers of Jesus have handled this tough time uh, through just the way they treat one another, the way they treat our governor here in Michigan, the way we treat the President of the United States, uh, just the way people lashed out 
And I understand disappointment. I understand being upset at things and not liking what the government's doing. Like, I totally, 100%, I agree. I, I, I get it. I don't agree with everything all politicians do all the time. I totally get it. But, you know, I'm still, as a follower of Jesus, I'm still to be marked by love. And uh, I did not see a lot of love in the arguments that people had. It was almost like hatred out there. And I'm going to make fun of you for things because you're following. And I, it broke my heart at one of our things that I did in the morning. We used to do these at eights, you know, a little devotional time throughout the week. We tried while we were, um, while we had the, we weren't meeting here in the building, but we were still streaming services online. You know, we tried to engage people by doing these at eights. And I said in one of my eights, like I, I sat there and I kept reading over and over all, most of that interaction was social media, what I was reading on social media from followers of Jesus. And I just sat there and said, I felt like a failure as a pastor because I'm like, some of them were radiant life people who I'm friends with, like not just attend my church as the lead pastor, but literally like I'm friends with you type thing outside of these, the walls of the building itself. I, I hang out with you. I'm friends with you type stuff. And I felt like that I failed because we, many of us were not representing Jesus well. And we hit tough times. We go through them, but we're still called to be the aroma of Christ to everyone we encounter. And honestly, I sat and I looked and one of the most hurtful things, and I didn't say this on Sunday, one of the most hurtful things that I read was I wanted to check out your church and I was actually surprised by how many of your people are bashing like what was happening. And I sat there and go, that, oh, it fired me up. And that's why I said is, are we representing, do, do, do the lost people in this world look at your life and say, that's the, I want the Jesus that you're following. Or do we have this stink that literally says, I want nothing to do. If that's what Jesus is, I want nothing to do with you or your Jesus. And it just fired me up. And I got fired up at that ad A, and then it kind of went by the wayside. And like I told the church on Sunday, right? Like, you were going to do the message. Not that one. My guess is you're going to do one on rest. That's just no. a guess. Um, <laughs> actually, I, so I uh, initially, yes, I was going to. Uh, however, I was actually, when I was prepping for it, I was actually pulled into like First Peter chapter 3, and I was wading through some stuff there, which actually would have been not terribly far off. Hmm. But So apparently that was the, the theme Holy Spirit really wanted. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I pulled that message out from you literally like two weeks ago. I just felt like I have to... I have to remind, and I felt like God was literally saying, Ryan, remind the church that they represent me right now because too many aren't. And um, it was hard. Like, those messages aren't fun to give because there is a side of you, there's the personal side that you sit there and go, like, I, I hope no one leaves because of this message. But at the same time, I'm sitting there going, I know I'm honoring God by delivering this message, and it hurts um, and I think, I think a lot of what was happening in culture as followers of Jesus, we were, 
we our aroma was not pleasing. It was a displeasing aroma sitting there going, that doesn't represent my son right now type thing. And again, you can disagree with the government. <laughs> no problem disagreeing. Uh, but even in the disagreement, we're supposed to be loving, not attacking, not name calling. I never, I said on Sunday, I never saw Jesus name call those outside the faith. He, he name called, if you will, name called, brood of vipers, you hypocrites, you know, uh, you whitewashed tombs. He called that to the religious people. He never, ah, getting me fired up, Josh. <laughs> That's good. We just got to be the aroma. Let's just, like, like I ended that whole message, let's smell like Jesus, even in disagreement. Even when we don't understand fully, even if we think there's conspiracy theories with this whole pandemic and whatever, can we just be Jesus? Can we smell like him and not make the biggest issue over wearing a cloth mask into a store? Why do we have to be those... Like right now, our world is in absolute chaos and disorder, and the God we serve is of peace and order, and we are to represent this to the world at this time. And that's what the world needs because we have the message of hope, and we need to bring it to people. Not have the world look at the church, the big C capital church, the universal church in the world, and sit there and go, you guys are as crazy as the rest of the world. You're, you're arguing over things or whatever. No, now's the time to be unified and smell like Jesus when people's lives are absolutely just chaotic right now and they don't know how to respond to things. And they don't need to see followers of Jesus go and calling names to our governor or our president. Like, that, that's uncalled for. It's child behavior, if I may. It is childlike behavior. And I sit there and wonder, like, how far are we? Have we really matured in Jesus Christ yet? Because when hard things come, why are we resort to name-calling? I don't, we got to grow in our faith and just smell like Jesus, be the pleasing aroma of Jesus to this world. Which, I mean, there is a, there is a, a piece of this where we're all in a different spot in our journey. So this isn't to say, oh, well, hey, if you're a Jesus follower, like you would better have this in order and you better have this in order because we do mature at different rates. Yep. Right? We, we mature Absolutely. in different areas. Um, but, yes, in general. Now, I, you, you, you kind of went after the whole mask thing, yeah. you know, in the message, and you just brought it up here now. Uh, there might be some people listening that say, hey, masks, that's a, that's a rights issue. That is a political issue. What does faith have to do with this? Yeah. Like, what, what would you say to that person? Um, I would say, number one, very clear in Scripture, we are to come under those who ha- are in authority. Um, so there's that. Um, yeah, look, see, for those that are watching, like, here, I have a mask sitting right next to me. I went after it. I went after it to the point of, now, I don't want to get off the tangent topic because our October series for the podcast, just I'm going to throw a little <laughs> teaser out. We are going to talk a lot because we're in an election year and October is going to bring out a lot more of the campaign for the president, you know, Trump or Biden. Um, we are going to talk a lot more faith and politics when we get into October, which I'm really excited about and I know you're excited about. So I don't want to go too much down that road yet, which I really want to, but I'm trying been, to hold we've out. We've been teasing this one, I think, since trying we started out. the podcast. Um, and I'll say it, and I've said it before on the podcast, like, I think we just have crisscross politics and faith, and it wasn't meant to be as crisscrossed as we 
thought. And come on, really, like, a mask is, you're taking away my right? Like, we're being persecuted? Persecute? The American church has no idea what persecution is. You have no, we have no idea. The mask is not persecution. It, you can't, there's, persecution is when you are literally fearful of your life. Like, I am going to get killed by worshiping God. That's persecution. We are not persecuted by wearing a cloth mask. That is not persecution. That is unfair to those brothers and sisters in Christ who are actually persecuted with their life worshiping God. We are not. Don't ever relate the mass to persecution. That is wrong of us to do that. You're getting fired up again. I'm just really, I just want to smell like Jesus. That's all. I I really like, I I told my wife this because I'm watching her. She just left the building walking home right now. So it reminded me of this. Um, We need to keep the main thing, the main thing. Heaven and hell are realities and there are people that are going there. We need to go after those who are lost. We need to help believers mature and look more like Jesus in this world. But yet we're going to fight over a piece of cloth that goes over our mouth. And if this makes you feel safe, again, a lot of different theories on whether this thing works or not. You know, one of the articles I read, you actually have to wear three of these in order for it to be effective. Like, really? Um, but other people, I mean, again, the C- you can joke around. The CDC has no idea. They're always changing what their opinion is on masks. and just It's just hard. But um, if this thing will make you feel a little more comfortable to come in to church, to be around me, I'll put it on for you. And, and that right there, I, th- I think a key piece to that is humility. Yeah. Right, it's, the, it's this idea that we see in Scripture. I think Paul writes about it in Philippians. I'm, I'm totally drawing a blank on the reference. Yeah. But we're, you know, it's this idea of like, don't just think about yourself. Like, yeah. you got to think about others. Uh, it's this idea that we're like, no, like, I don't want to wear a mask. And, and even, even if, even if it isn't effective. Yep. Right? Like, if, if this is going to like make somebody comfortable to where they can enter into uh, an environment where they will be able to experience Jesus, uh, you know, all throughout scripture, particularly the New Year Testament, it's not about what I want or what is good for me. It is, it is much more others focused. Huh. Kind of sounds like the life of Jesus. Yeah. Almost. Like, almost. And, and I'm not going to go there with the politics yet, but we are so concerned about my rights. Right. Right. I can't wait to go there with the politics because we're so concerned that my rights are going to be taken away. Oh, what rights do you have? Because last time I looked, Jesus says, love God, love others. Those are the two most greatest commandments you're to fulfill in your life. Love God, love others. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Jesus also said, crucify to yourself, right? Yourself must be crucified. Deny, yourself. Deny yeah. it. Oh, but my rights. Hmm. <laughs> Stay tuned for the politics discussion. So I do want to talk, I, and, and we'll probably wrap it up with this, but I mean, because you talked, you know, from the stage Sunday, about how you hate the masks. Like, I mean, you don't like wearing a mask. They're, I, I they're uncomfortable. Like, they fog up your yeah. glasses. Fog my glasses. They hurt my ears, to be honest. I feel like they're always pulling at my ears. I, yeah, glass wearers, probably we all don't like them, right? So, so, so in a sense, like, walk us through, uh, I mean, not just for you personally, but I mean, you're like, you're the, the lead here, right? What is it like, and like from, I don't even know what angle we want to take it from, 
But like, as somebody who's, you don't like it, but you're, you don't like the masks, yet we are asking that people wear masks. How is it for you to, in a sense, enforce rules that you might not even necessarily agree with? Like, I mean, but, I, mean, I, mean and, and whether, I mean, whether you want to take that from, a, like, a, a personal, just like you, or uh, from the, the perspective of, you know, lead pastor, from really any perspective you want to tackle that from. Yeah. I think the main thing for me is how I boiled it down to is, is here's my perspective. For me, personally, I'm trying to love others well. And again, it goes back to our conversation just a few minutes ago. If, if by loving you well makes you more comfortable coming to church because you see us as we walk through the church building um, to get to the worship center, wear a mask, then I'm going to love you well and I'm going to do it for you. I'm putting my own agenda aside, my own desires aside, because I, I, will, I will make the statement right now, I desire not to wear a mask. I don't want to wear it here at the church. I don't want to wear it in the grocery store. My wife and I went shopping on Friday, and we both said it as we left Costco after we saw your family at uh, Costco. Uh, we, we both said it. We're just done with the mask thing. Mm. But I will set my desires aside as long as you feel like I'm loving you well and loving you well to you means putting on a mask. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it that you're going to come in because um, you won't step foot because you're still fearful of a real virus. Hey, I, don't, I want our listeners to remember I have no immune system. I'm super susceptible to COVID. Like high risk, I'm in that category. So I think a lot of people forget that. That your lead pastor is at the high risk category. And so, yeah, there are times where I don't wear the mask. Okay, is that wise? Because I'm at high risk or whatever. I mean, <laughs> he's living um, dangerously, ladies and gentlemen. But I'm going to do it to love you well. And, you know, there are some legality things in there for the church as well. And what, the advice that we've been giving, get, getting from paralegals with everything. But the perspective is I want you to experience Jesus. I want you to come in and worship with your family, um, with brothers and sisters in Christ. Get a glimpse of heaven. And if you're on the outside sitting there going, I wish they would make masks to make me feel better so I could do it, I, I, I will do it. I 100% will do it. I'll do anything short of sinning to get people to, into a glimpse of heaven. And sometimes that means we've got to put on a mask. There you go. I hope that answers your question. Cool. No, that, that was good. That was good. Yeah, because I think... Again, it's, it kind of kicks that whole, like, it kips oh, your, I, your, I don't, don't want to do this you know, it, in, it, in the teeth. But. You really got to remove yourself out of the picture. And that's what it is. You got to remove yourself and others. And honestly, here, here's the last thing, and then I'm done. As a lead pastor, you sit there and go, I got to worry about this entire community and this perspective of the community we live in here in Sturgis and trying to keep all of them safe as well. So it's larger than just yourself. It's others in an entire community. Which, I mean, you know, not that we not that we tailor everything that we do here at Radiant Life to like, oh well, what do people think of us? But I mean, something you know that we have desired from the beginning. I mean, from the beginning. I mean, like when you and I got here in just over five years ago. Yeah, looking at what does it look like to create an environment that doesn't have unnecessary barriers 
to people coming into a relationship with Jesus. And so part of that is, is understanding how uh, your church is perceived by the community at large, particularly people who are not following Jesus. So you do want to factor that in. And if they look and say, man, a bunch of these, these yahoos are, are over there, like not wearing masks, they're being reckless. Again, whether or not we're actually being reckless, uh, you, we do factor in that perception because that perception could be an unnecessary barrier to somebody coming in and being able to experience Jesus and, and encounter uh, everything that he has for them. So, well said. Well said. But Well, hey, uh, if you guys haven't heard this teaching, I want to encourage you to go to the radiantlife.church slash media. You can find it there in video and audio format. Again, the title of this message was Aroma. Uh, and this was from Labor Day weekend 2020. But thanks for joining us for episode 30. We would love it if you would like, share, review, rate, subscribe, all of those good things. Again, why? When you do those things, it helps us reach a wider audience. Uh, if this is something that has blessed you, go ahead and share it on your social media so people know what you're doing to take steps to follow Jesus and grow in what he has called you to. And we will plan on seeing you next time. Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.